Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. It is the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation. Well rested. I I guess I'm speaking for you guys. Well rested. Uh, off of a bye week, I am Zach Rapport, uh, at Zach Rapport on Twitter and Instagram and, I don't know, Blue Sky. Uh, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Follow the show on those platforms. Not Blue Sky yet. I don't know. Maybe. Give me an invite. At the Unpack Pod. Um, we are coming to you via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zoom account once again. We are... We're, we're having it both ways here with multiple platforms. <laughs> this is an omni-channel to go back to our <laughs> to our corpo jargo. Yeah, corporate speak, corporate jargon. <laughs> that was the voice of uh, Nick Bornheimer taking a sip of wine. Is this uh, the wine we oh, read yeah. an ad for? <laughs> uh, you bet it is, baby. <laughs> when we decided to pod in the same room tonight, I texted Alex ahead of time. I'm like, so what's on the menu? Is there any a swears though? And he said, oh, oh, buddy. I am you don't have swimming to ask twice. in a swears We're swimming in a swears though. Um, That's right. Aswearsowines.com, promo code wolves. Can you, uh, Alex, give me a, a, a sales pitch of this particular wine you're drinking? Uh, you know, so it is getting deep into October, uh, and autumnal vibes usually uh, lead me to drink uh, red wine. However, uh, tonight we are sipping on a wonderful, crisp Esfuerzo Sauvignon Blanc, uh, in which you can really taste three generations of winemaking <laughs> in the Esfuerzo wines uh, family. Really, uh, very crisp. Uh, bits of green apple, I would say. Uh, um, freshly opened tennis ball. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Is, is that a note that you're supposed to capture? I don't know. I saw yeah. it in that uh, Psalm documentary. Did you guys ever watch that? No. no. Oh, my God. The most obnoxious but interesting thing ever. That sounds like um, wine I would make in my toilet. There's actual bits of green apple floating in it. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and some tennis ball fuzz. <laughs> I guess like the smell of opening a tennis ball I do like that smell. I, is, uh, is a thing. And, uh, huh, a, I, I know that smell. A tasting note. In the uh, sommelier world. For like the master song, like there's like twelve of these people on Earth, and it's these guys like studying for the thing that makes you one of these guys, yeah. and it's they're super tasty, absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't want to disparage the uh, corporate partner on your other podcast. It looks delicious, looks crisp, looks cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really good. I love a crisp white. I'm not a huge white drinker otherwise, but it's. Yeah, it's it's very nice. It's going down very well. The toilet wine joke was all me. It's all me. I swear as I was good stuff. Um, oh, it is. No, yeah. it is. You uh, like a nice, exciting white? Yeah, exciting nice. whites. <laughs> yep. Luke Musgrave, come on down. Uh, <laughs> well, here's how our bye week went. 
Uh, we decided not to have a format today and just let it riff, and then we all almost forgot to hit record. So we're back, baby. That is bi week form at its finest, right? Yep. Yeah. It's when you're supposed to be getting really uh, sharp. Um, with some rest, the body's healed a little bit, but really we're just we're just falling apart. Was I supposed to heal my body during the bye week? Because I feel like I did the opposite. <laughs> just as tired as I've always been. Further, uh, further damage. Yeah. Yeah. The issue with the bye week is that it's the one opportunity you have to just do every other thing that you could possibly do on a Sunday, uh, and sometimes that's more exhausting than watching, you know, three hours of. Of, of the Green Bay Packers. Although the three hours we watched most recently were so exhausting. Forgettable. Yeah. Well, they were exhausting, <laughs> I mean, and I wish I could forget them. Oh, man. Uh, that was rough. That yeah. was rough stuff. Um, but no, but like said, so, you know, the bye week is dangerous because then you're like, oh, maybe I'll go out and w- watch football, like just, you know, as a neutral. And next thing you know, you've like consumed like 20 wings 12 beers and it's (laughs) sunday scary set in and you're like oh my god we have had technically speaking the last three sundays have been packers football free yeah that's true we yeah actually i'm kind of craving a packer sunday yeah um, which we'll get i'll get it Uh, i just saw the uh, broadcast map i'll get it on my couch one of the yeah, I saw places. you're like one of like three places that's getting it. Uh, well, we're you know, right under uh, television. Colorado, and um, so we get them frequently on t- get the uh, the Broncos frequently on TV. Lucky you. So, there you go. I've actually. It won't matter for me because I overpaid on that YouTube Sunday ticket. I also paid deal. for that, and I haven't had to use it yet, so I feel like a real rube. Way to go, YouTube! <laughs> it's yeah. taking my money. Man, you know, that's the thing is I decided not to do it. I did a free trial week one because I needed it. Um, and then I decided not to do it because I was like, I'm going to wait until I absolutely need it and I'll just eat whatever like the extra, you know, whatever the non-promo preseason version of it is, which should be theoretically prorated once you're deeper into the season. And I have not had to do it. Yeah, that's uh, the we, move. That's what I'll do next year. I just. Yeah, they're on a, they're on a lot here. Um I think that'll change as the season goes on, especially given their current form. They might um, get flexed out of some prime time. I don't mm. know what I can't remember what the prime time schedule looks like the rest of the year, but yeah, hopefully there's some Jets flexed out of there. Although they look, pretty I good. don't know, man. I, they're they're now they're like probably like likable, like they're, yeah, they're like true. now like back to being the lovable loser that's not that big of a loser. That was my big takeaway from my Packers free Sunday. I texted you guys because I was uh, watching the Jets game. Um, and I was like, you know, as much as I wanted to watch Aaron Rodgers play somewhere else and have the entertainment value of him on a week to week basis, like playing for the Jets and saying whatever he's, well, he's still saying, whatever he wants to say. But um, more emboldened, maybe. I think it's actually way better this way because I don't know how much I'd be able to cope with the fact that the Jets are, in fact, just a much better team. Than, well, maybe much is a stretch. A better, like a, a, definitely better football team than the Packers. Yeah. Because I didn't think that. Like, I just went in and being like, ha Aaron, okay, have fun. You know, you're not going to do very well. Like, with him, like, they would be pretty freaking good, man. Like, I'm not... I don't know. I, They're like a real-ish I, team. <laughs> I remain unconvinced that they would be... I don't know, man. Their offensive line is still... What is Zach Wilson doing half the time? He is scrambling around. Yeah. Well, Aaron wouldn't make it through the season. I think that's fair. Like, even if he didn't get hurt on the fourth play. So maybe you're right. Yeah. But 
but they are defensively just, and some skill position players. Uh, like I don't, I don't. Do the Packers have a, a a receiver as good as like like you said? I think that you responded to that Zach. Like they had, it seems like they have a real number one receiver. They have a very good running back in Brees Hall. Uh, he's probably not as good as Aaron Jones, but who cares when Aaron yeah. Jones doesn't even get used and is never healthy. And um, what I meant by the, the number one receiver comment was that I very much want Christian Watson to be a true number one receiver, but you got to be in playing the game <laughs> frequently enough, and you got to be making tough plays. And it was a tough yeah. watch against the Raiders. I feel like he got bullied a little bit, and I know he's coming off of an injury, but like, and I was texting um, Alex, you, you, you about this, but like, I don't know, to get with the game on the line to get bodied by a guy who's like a foot shorter than you in the end zone uh, and give up the pick and like not really seem to put up a fight. I think he actually came out afterwards and said he's got to he's got to do better than that. But I don't know. Yeah. At least he owned it. I mean, I guess it says a lot about uh, the team when we're sitting here taking inventory of how we stack up against a Rodgers-less Jets team when going into the season. It was kind of. I don't know. I felt like we would be mocking them to a degree. I suppose, certainly after two weeks, uh, I felt that way. But um, anyway, anyway, you know, it's uh, no no better team to play to try to have a bounce back game than the Broncos. It almost right? makes me more nervous. I know. And how bad are the Packers going west? That's another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate when they travel west, man. It is not not often, you know. Uh, harbinger of good things. Yeah, every time I want to say, but the Denver Broncos are basically the worst team in football. I have to catch myself and go, but West and yeah, Packers. And we already like played vibes. the worst team in football week one, maybe. Yeah, they're 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 vying. I don't know. It's neck and, and neck. And you said the Raiders are not a good team. They're not. You said that definitively. They're they're not a good team. They're yeah. not. So. Um, anyway, but neither are the Packers, apparently. Let's actually um, let's start there. Our main topic that we're going to that we're going to get into and Alex, this was your idea, was really about the bye week and sort of how there's this concept of like um, healing during the bye week and, and getting healthy and, and digging in on the film and fixing things. And so we're going to talk a bit about our like pray. dream list of things we want to fix. But before that, um, Alex, you kind of made me think of this topic but because you're talking about like our sort of preseason and week one expectations of like Packers versus Jets whatever sticking with just the Packers though um how do you guys feel about the team right now relative to what you set your expectations at before week one because I again the game the game against the Raiders totally sucked but I was I'm just going to call out most of the most of uh, our APC companions. I was on the Slack after that game, and it was like meltdown city. And I kind of just wanted to be like, I'm not sure what y'all expected. Like, it sucks to lose to a bad Raiders team, but like, like you think you're going to like st strip strip it for parts and build? Like, it's already a rebuilding year. It was already going to kind of suck at times. At least that's how I feel. I don't know. That's how I feel. I, you just can't you can't fall into that prison of the moment, which it really really was disheartening to watch. It happened, but then you're just like, well, right to your point, like, what did you expect? Like, 
they pull that game off. Say say Love pulls together a you know two minute drive and they end up scoring a touchdown there. It would be awesome because he wouldn't have made that last minute really errant throw. But you can't feel you'd feel a little bit better about Love, but you wouldn't feel that much better about the team. Yeah, at least I wouldn't think so. They still played so poorly against one of the worst teams in the NFL, but. That's fine. I think it's fine because I, <laughs> I don't know what else to think. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh, my uh, really quick interjection, my wife and I have like a, an inside joke because we watch a lot of um, British movies and TV and where it's just, it's, it's like a British thing where like, it's a British content thing where like the theme of whatever you're watching is stuff slowly gets worse and worse and worse and more tense as the thing goes on and there's always the person who just the whole time is just like oh yeah i'm fine it's fine we're fine it's like very like british white hold it all in don't acknowledge that you're falling apart when really you could just like say the thing and solve the problem but instead for the sake of content you're just gonna say we're fine everything's fine (laughs) anyway yeah the house burning down around you meme yeah i feel like that might be lafleur and this offense but hey or maybe it's not. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's your point about the original expectations. I think I, yeah, I am in agreement that they are about where we would have expected. I think they are about where, you know, uh, bookmakers would have expected. But it is uh, particularly difficult to accept because there was this injection of hope at the be it's, it's all about the hope yeah. right like it always is at the beginning of the season there was this injection of optimism that they were going to exceed our expectations and that was just kind of again just being super reactionary but you know through two games what love had five touchdowns no picks and i remember being like maybe Maybe Zach's wrong. Maybe we don't have to get used to way more interceptions than we're than than we're accustomed to. Oh and man, then... remember when we thought he was wrong for a second? That was so sick. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, I'm not taking a victory forward lap. To, it sucks to watch interceptions. Fast forward to like bad interceptions too. You know, yeah. like that's that's we're not used to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not and that and again, I I, I guess there's a line between. Us uh, like coming back down to reality, and then also uh, going so far the other way, where it's like the sky is falling. Like you said, you know, there, there's there's a middle ground. That more likely than anything, in, with the Packers, they fall in between there. I think Jordan Love isn't as bad as he was against the Raiders. Look, that happened. I mean, bad interception. You see the interceptions Jalen Hurts is throwing. Like yeah. you think Eagles Terrible. fans are like, let's get rid of this hack, you know? Um, and he's played a lot more meaningful football than Jordan Love has. So. Well, and. In the um, Raiders game too, just to add a little little context, nobody was open. I don't know if you guys if you watched any like film analysis truthfully. from from experts after this game, no one was open, and it was just a situation where I think he tried to put the team on his back and just force force a bunch of throws, and it it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. It didn't work. I'm, and I'm a big believer in going off like how like if you know rem- I remember how I feel during a game more than like th- than anything, and and. Very, very, very different offense. But the feeling that I felt towards like when you just knew that the McCarthy era was over 
where there was it was a hopeless offense was how it felt Monday. I'm not and I by no means am saying that Matt LaFleur is running a hopeless offense or that, that that's just the way things are. That's the way they were on Monday. But I'm just saying that's how I felt. Yeah. I was like there was once the I I for so for a deck for, for pretty much two decades always had hope that the Packers could turn a game around because of who was playing quarterback and because of their capabilities on offense. There was none of that on on Monday night yeah. against the Raiders. It yeah. was all like, oh, how is Max Crosby going to ruin my night next? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, well, a very, a very defeating feeling. Well, I think speaking of hope, that's a good pivot point to get into our, our, our main topic here. And again, Alex... Credit to you for coming up this one, but in the spirit of healing on the on the bye week, getting healthy, kind of riding the ship. Um, if we had a magic wand, maybe what is like the one thing that you would want, sort of magically healed or fixed, coming out of the bye week? And um, I guess I'll I'll go first, and I've got like a, a long list. We can kind of just go back and forth, but the. This is like kind of a big one, actually, but um, <laughs> it's a thing that I noticed. I, I mentioned like watching film people who are smarter than me, kind of breaking down the uh, the Raiders game. J.T. O'Sullivan is one I watched. I watched a few others, but um, one thing that he pointed out was how my words, not his. The rookies are. <laughs> there were certain plays that w- it was just like Three Stooges esque, where like. I mean, J.T. O'Sullivan is breaking down uh, Air, uh, Jordan Love in particular, but he'll he'll pause a play. Again, talking about the Raiders game, he'll pause a play and he'll go, "But look at this guy over here. What is this guy doing? And then look at this guy. There's no way that's where he's supposed to be. And then this guy. There were like three plays where he pointed to four different players on the field, most of them rookies, um, some of them linemen, where they're just all doing the wrong thing. They're all doing various versions." of the wrong thing at the same time. And I, I, I listened to uh, Matt LaFleur's press conference today, and I think it was Ryan Wood was, was, was teeing up a question for him about, like, how do you balance kind of getting rookies the reps that they need while also not putting too much on their plate and blah, blah, blah. And he had this, like, almost like Donald Rumsfeld answer that was like almost like you, you go to war with the army you have. Uh, that's not yeah. what he said. That's the Donald Rumsfeld quote. But he basically is like, look, all of these guys are rookies. I don't know what you want me to do. They're all going to make mistakes, and sometimes they happen to make them all at the same time. So I know it's a big one, but my magic wand is like, if we could just <laughs> not all be making mistakes at the exact same time, then maybe all of these first quarters wouldn't be like freaking implosions that dig us into 10, 14-point holes, and then you're just throw in third and 10 interceptions for the rest of the game. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. I'm, I'm unloading emotionally at this point. Can I uh, ask a quick question? So JT O'Sullivan is doing a, like an, like an X or Twitter or whatever YouTube channel film breakdown thing. Is that a, is that a, uh, like a Packers former backup quarterback, like move these days? Cause it, Kirk Ben, Ben Kirk is whatever it is. Kurt Ben Kurt is doing that now too and <laughs> coming after LaFleur and Jordan Love. I wonder if it's just like a new lane for all these guys. 
No, I wouldn't the put them in the same shadow. category uh, at all. I think based on like the the content that I've seen. I don't know. I don't obviously don't know Kurt Benkert, but I just this kind of trollish. Yeah, thing. the stuff I see from him on Twitter is just like he's whiny that he's not in the NFL anymore. And right. the reason mm. that he's not in the NFL anymore, in his opinion, is everyone else's fault except for his. Because clearly he's a great quarterback. I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. And he plays video games and streams. That's fine. Very I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with any of that. It's just when you are getting on a platform and, and trying to tell these inside stories that try to make it seem like, oh, like LaFleur had it out for you. It's like, nah, dude, you're just not that good. You're like maybe yeah. a third string quarterback on maybe some other team. And that's fine. <laughs> but like, don't pretend like Matt LaFleur not liking you is the reason you're not in the NFL anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just haven't seen any of the JT O'Sullivan stuff. So I was, I, um, I'm going to have to check that out. He seems, um, he seems like, a like a, if you get, if you get Zach's endorsement, then you seem like a top notch guy. I in don't my book. always love <laughs> everything that he does, but he does. I think he just has a level headed perspective and I, yeah. yeah. And I, and he's one of a number of people who I think does a, a pretty good job with it. And, you know, you watch a bunch of it and you kind of take bits and pieces and take the aggregate. I, I, I trust him on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't like where my head's going. <laughs> Where's your head going? I'm just thinking about all these mental errors and, and you know, ha like, obviously it's, uh, it's, it's not probably not unheard of for a team that's this young, but my head just, uh, you know, is just thinking about, you know, that, I'm just, I don't know. I'm looking back and I'm thinking like, I don't trust him with anything outside of football, but like maybe the football stuff, Aaron Rodgers was right more often than we gave him. Oh credit God. For. I didn't know where you're going with that. Well, like, I'm just thinking of like how many times is, like Jordan loves throwing bad interceptions. Like when guys are going, doing the wrong thing and Aaron Rodgers would usually just eat the ball and take a sack and everyone would be talking about me he needs to take more risks and then he would be yelling at people and we'd be like why is he such a dick but like if JT O'Sullivan's like what the hell is this guy doing like what would you think if you were someone who's drilling this into them every single week you know anyway I hate to make this he dominates way too much of my <laughs> mental you know, this is an official. Um, we're issuing. I wish I had like a gavel sound. An official moratorium on Aaron Rodgers mentions for the rest of the episode. Okay, <laughs> fine. But you get. But you get what I'm I saying. I get what you're though. saying, though. I get what you're saying. I lost trust in him from a football perspective because of his non-football opinions, and I feel like sometimes I reflect on that and I think like, no, but he is still a football genius. Anyway. Zach, he just bulldozed right through your moratorium. No, I didn't say his name. It's like he who it's like Voldemort <laughs> at this point. It's yeah. we're not gonna say the name. Uh, but they're a young team and they're gonna make mistakes, and it's just again, you gotta live with them and you gotta yeah. eat that. But but <laughs> I think that's what Matt LaFleur was saying when when asked about that. Basically just like I don't like it's not like, oh, I'm gonna like strategically put the rookies out for these snaps so they can get these reps and learn. And then I'm going to take them out and then I'm going to put the vets in. There are no vets. They are all rookies. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is. There's I no mean, strategy there. It's just, that's the team you have. That's the roster you have. You're paying Aaron Rodgers, who isn't on the team. Half of your salary cap isn't on the field and it's all rookies. So, okay. When, when will it be fair to make 
When will it not be an overreaction to make some type of call on Jordan Love? At least the whole season. For me, I want to watch a whole season. Because I see a lot of, like, you know, definitive takes being had now. You know, I, it just... It, you mean for, for me or just in general, like... No, 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 not from you. In the world. I feel like my tone is bad. I feel like I I, I am coming off in a way that I feel like you you think I'm... Uh, no, Zach, I'm in totally agreement. You are a reasonable... <laughs> uh, let's put this you... Is, this is his own therapy session that he's working let's through Let's put right you now. aside. <laughs> yeah. You're a reasonable person. Thank you. I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like I just like you know even national media like people are starting to have opinions on Jordan Love and if 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 one thing is true and that everyone around him is still making rookie mistakes because they're rookies uh, then the other then like how can it also be true that he's so bad I'm not saying they both can't be true but it's really hard to separate those two things like there's probably teams you plug him into right now where he does he does better than he's done so far. Like I'm not, I'm not willing. I'm not going to say he's he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to have three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks. But I, I don't know. Are you guys out on it? Oh, sorry. He's not. I, I said the name. Oh, <laughs> is that what that was? You yeah. gave me a little Yikes. hand signal. Um, she, can, That's I'll a just quarter in the jar. Yeah. All right, fine. That's like yeah, the swear jar. We should keep checking that actually. Yeah, I'll Venmo you. End bit. of the season. Um, I I I get driven nuts when people do, and I'm not suggesting that you're doing this, AP, but I see it all over the internet when people try to go comparison shopping based on the first five games, six games of someone's starting career, and you see it on both sides. Like, well, you know, Jalen Hurts, for example, was this, but like, don't give up because Peyton Manning was. X, Y, and Z through his first start, six starts, and Aaron Rodgers, like, for every, I, I, I don't know, I can't credit who said this, um, apologies for the non-attribution, but for every Peyton Manning, there's, you know, three dozen Josh Rosens out there, yeah. too, who have a also a miserable start to your NFL career, so the, the underlying statement is just, like, you don't know so far. It's impossible to have any idea even probably through the first season, Josh Allen, and here I am, comparison shopping as well, Josh Allen looked like an incredible bust after his first season. Yeah. yeah. He's maybe playing the best quarterback in the NFL this season so far. Yeah. This is maybe so, a bad okay. example because, uh, um, I don't know, because there are a lot of differing opinions on Troy Aikman and how actually good he is uh, was, but did you guys know he was 1-15 in, in his first season? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. I know he threw a lot of picks, though. But he was not even like th that. Team did a lot of the heavy lifting for him. Yeah, yeah. He's all yeah, famer, yeah. but, but yeah, still by association, One sort in of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, modern NFL would never. You would never be a starting quarterback again. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So maybe the answer is like, we don't. We still aren't in that different a place than we were before. Although maybe we can say something about deep ball accuracy. Oh, definitely. We can definitely say something about accuracy in general uh, because that's a theme that carries over from his college days. And it is a thing you can yeah. work on. Um, and I keep seeing the most optimi optimistic among us say like, oh, that's a thing you can work on. He'll do this or that. And, and we'll get that 
figured out, but it's like, I know that game reps are different than practice reps, but shouldn't you have been working on that for four years? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you throwing the ball into the net like Aaron Rodgers always does? I, th- I love when on the Green 19 podcast, Spoon always goes, if you think you can underthrow Christian Watson, you can't. Yeah, just... It's impossible. Throw it as hard as you can every single time yeah. because he will run out of, Even with a busted hamstring, he will get underneath it. So figure out what that angle is and throw it into the moon if you have to. Mm. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, sounds like we know nothing about love. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about in the spirit of healing... <laughs> <laughs> What's a thing yeah. we would change? Just, yeah. So I guess we've got. <laughs> it does feel like a therapeutic pod so far. So I guess that is healing in some way. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Keeping us on theme. We've got. I guess we could roll up mine to mental errors and rookie mistakes. Yeah. Um, again, like just going back to that Raiders game as an example, the first quarter was just a clown car of errors where no one seemed to know what they were doing. Um, including the coach. Super fun. All right, who wants to go next? Well, that leads kind of into mine um, organically. Um, so Nailed it. Me personally, yeah, me personally, I was working on, you know, some of my irrational thoughts, some of my anxiety during the bye week, um, just trying to be a little more meditative and, and calm. And I wish MLF, Matt LaFleur, could... Um, harness some of some of that as well i think when um people start to get nervous or get anxious that can manifest in in a lot of different ways and his kind of like i remember last season we were talking about like being able to like see fear in his eyes sometimes i don't think that's an actual like representation of um who he is. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's necessarily a fearful person, but he just comes off sometimes as someone who looks maybe more anxious than, than he is. This is not armchair diagnoses, but he like, even like small little things like getting irritable with some of the press. And I don't know, like if you're, if you've got to be the leader of young men, you just got to have a little more calm about you. And he just gives me, Give me a little more calm, I think. So I just hope that you can find that woo-saw. So you're I don't know, one thing I don't know Matt changes, LaFleur personally. Someone needs to give yeah. him like a back rub or something. Yeah, give him a little back rub. Don't be so don't be so irritable and nervous. Like you have but to But not during a team meeting because the last coach did that did not go well. <laughs> right. Yeah, and get consent at least. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let's 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 dive a little deeper. Okay. Um, deep, do you feel like tissue. let's get in there? Maybe some of his anxiety is rooted in insecurity, perhaps. Uh, maybe he's been, you know, uh, for better or worse, you know, been attached to someone else who must not be named, and his success is that person's success, and now he's finally being evaluated for who he is and it's not going maybe well. he's he's not <laughs> feeling so secure in yeah his abilities yeah i mean <laughs> i don't envy him you know you get brought brought in to like to to be an offensive mind to call plays to run a shanahan offense and then you get aaron Rodgers, who's an all-time great but is not going to run a shanahan offense 
And then you get Brian Gutekunst, who's staffing your team. And it's like, is he getting the right parts? I don't know. Like, it's hard to compare him to a Shanahan who's like, you know, their roster is just so stacked and so deep. And I feel like Matt LaFleur wishes he could do similar things, but it's just he's got different pieces. I don't know. I, I, I don't envy him, but at the same time, it's I don't know. I'm trying to balance how much of this I think is his fault, <laughs> you know, because I, yeah. I guess I guess, Nick, I'm trying to like get at is that like also something that you're trying to get at with your point is like, are we wondering if he's the guy for the job or not? I know. And it's and it's 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 weird because it's his what is it? His fourth, his fourth season, third, fourth, fourth, fourth. But it's kind of like it's his first season in a lot of ways, too. And you've ha- you've not had a true and I don't think this is a fair this season can act as a fair representation of what his potential looks like. It really can't. But in uh, but in certain ways it can because like you've got to show some arc of growth throughout the season or some doesn't need even even need to be mid game adjustment mid game adjustments but mid season adjustments like work with what you got like you go to war with the army you have <laughs> uh, we gotta stop we also I'm also gonna put a moratorium on Donald Rumsfeld okay, quotes <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god yeah it I yeah I don't know it's 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 a big it's a big questioning episode because no one had no one in there no one can possibly have the answer yeah. But Here's yeah. here's something funny I, I I heard recently. Someone was talking about the like the best up and coming offensive mind, the best offensive minds going uh, in the league right now. They're talking about Shanahan. They're talking about um, who's the guy in Detroit, Ben, uh, ben Johnson, I think, uh, the offensive coordinator. And they talked about how like these are guys who will look at an upcoming opponent study the film and find specific tendencies of specific players and then build new plays or put in existing plays to exploit those specific weaknesses. And I was listening to this and I was like, wait, isn't that what every coach is supposed to be doing? Is Matt LaFleur not doing that? <laughs> it made me yeah. like really concerned. Like is, is two thirds <laughs> of the league not doing that? Is that revolutionary? Is everyone actually stupid? Is that it? Here I am like, in a microphone for the last eight years, assuming that people in the building are smart and maybe they're just dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would be a ma- it would be a very major concern, but sometimes it's like the ego check thing, right? Like you you think you what you know in your head can circumvent what is given to you based on other teams' tendencies and weaknesses, so on and so forth. Which that's just game if plan. You can't check the, I don't yeah. know. I was like kind of blown yeah. away by that. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, it's like you're being read the job description. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, they're doing this, this crazy thing, like building custom game plans. And I'm like, you mean like a coach is supposed to do? Am, is, am I a, yeah. taking crazy pills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my I don't God. know, man. Apparently, like these guys are, you know, not sleeping and taking years off their life for something. But if they're not game planning, what are they doing all that time in the building? Then? Yeah, uh, who knows? Just, stay, just staying away from the family. Yeah, maybe that's maybe Pulling NFL head coaches are just thirty-two guys who are running from their problems. <laughs> and if they could sit down and talk about them like we are, there are worse paying yeah. ways to do that. That's for sure. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, rookie mistakes. We got uh, Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur needs more confidence. Is that what you're going with? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He just, needs, he, just, he just needs to be. Less anxiety, um, I think you said. Yeah. Less, an- less anxiety, more confidence, and more, uh, more understanding that it might not. You know, the former uh, well, would, the former quarterback did joke about how tightly wound he thought uh, Matt Lafleur was, and he, he poked right. him a lot for that um, in a playful way. But anyway, yeah, that's a real thing. And it, you know, I think all I, I think all of us would like a calming voice at this moment, even if we expected this. Everybody just, I think everybody knows that person who kind of comes into the room and just has this like. Yeah. I don't know, a certain aura about them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you're just kind of giving me an anxious energy. And I feel that watching Matt LaFleur's eyes move back and forth <laughs> on TV. <laughs> it's so mean. I don't, I don't even mean it to be mean to say. I'm just like, take a deep breath, buddy. Like, I think your team might respond if you kind of just had more of a calming energy about yeah. you. But yeah. I think I, I'm going to, like, read the tea leaves, and this is just speculation on my part. But I just think that he's... Very, what you're seeing from him is frustration because he's got so many young players and hasn't been able to get his best players on the field all at the same time. And it's like trying to make do with what he has and trying to come up with the best possible packages for these guys. And it's a little bit of a, a clown show. And some of that is on the young talent needing to like to learn the playbook and not make the same mistake twice and some of it is on Lafleur to figure out like what is what can work what can we do I'm not saying you just go out and run run pass like every single drive but like what's the middle ground that could work if it gets you 10 yards I could do that over and over again not with AJ Dillon <laughs> yeah. but James Robinson's gonna save the franchise anyway uh <laughs> Alex give us give us something here we're waving our magic wand what are we fixing in the Bible. Yeah, mine was gonna be way less big picture and <laughs> just for I got a whole list straight of to things. the point. Um and it was just gonna be to just fix David Bakhtiar. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? That I said magic wand, so I feel like that's on the table. Um well yeah, but, we didn't say like realistic yeah. healing period. No, we said yeah. like I mean just, none of these are realistic. You know, in the spirit of healing. Uh, And that is in the spirit of healing. You took a much more straight line approach, and I appreciate that. Well, you know, I just... uh, But that's also a bigger commentary about how the overall line is performing as well. So if we want to... Yeah, yeah. It's like I would fix the offensive line for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's... hard. They're making it hard to evaluate, you know, to evaluate. Look, we came into this year, everyone was like, our worst nightmare would be to go through this year traips about be and six and know. eleven and have no idea if our if we have the guy or if we're still searching for the guy yeah. and personally it's hard to know if jordan love is good when he's taking like seven step drops with his long legs and throwing fucking balls <laughs> uh yeah and it's a you know there's not a lot of stability or consistency in front of him um i and this it's made it, it is the offensive line it's part lafleur but like what was going on with protecting Jordan Love from Max Crosby yeah. was 
uh, borderline embarrassing. Like I don't like I know that really good defensive players are going to have good games, but there's got to be a solve for that. Yeah. Like when one player is so obviously wrecking your entire game plan. Yeah. Um, and they weren't prepared for that, but also they're not. You know, you can make the argument that one franchise left tackle being healthy, uh, arguably the best in the sport um, in pass protection when healthy uh, and the trickle down effect of that and what, you know, that means for where everyone else plays like that, that, that would be, you know, that's important. It's, it's really, it's hard for me to, it's, it's such an obvious thing. Like, oh, yeah, I would love to have our franchise left tackle healthy, but it's like, it's also a really hard thing for me to look past because it's, it's so fucking unfortunate. <laughs> Like to 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 have Jordan Love step into what he's stepped into, um, that's rough, man. I, I mean, he's literally without their best off, their the one of the best offensive linemen in football, probably their best all around offensive player and their best receiver. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, like, that was one of, of my many look this. points on my list to wave a magic magic wand was Aaron Jones' availability. If we could just yeah. What would it look like with him? Like, I, you know, probably somewhat different. Um, you know, at least there's a, a safety blanket. In I the know what it game. would look like without him, and that's a, what they did against the Raiders. They like stripped that's a four point loss to the Raiders. They stripped everything yeah. that was Aaron Jones adjacent out of that playbook, and it was just we're just gonna pretend like AJ Dillon is our only back. He's our lead back, and those are the plays that we're calling, and it was. Ugly. <laughs> not only are they a young team, they're not a very deep team, and I think th- yeah. that's the thing. Is like yeah. we talked to you know we we said what's the Chekhov's gun, and I kind of half jokingly just said like injuries just derailing all of this, yeah. and because well, you I have no so margin far, yes. for error, because yeah, you have no margin for injuries at all. Yeah, and so far that's been the case. But anyway, that was all to that was all just started with Bakhtiari, and it's just. uh Good news, though. Zane Anderson is practicing. So now okay. we're talking. <laughs> now we are talking. <laughs> Who I'm convinced does not exist. Prove me wrong. Never seen a photo of him. Never seen him on the field. Never seen Couldn't him tell you what number field. he is. Bigfoot. Uh, it's basically Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> what else do I have on my list here? Other little things. Jordan Love completion percentage. And I feel like, mm. yeah. And, and, and we've heard now... Um, him talk about that as well. It kind of their the bi week homework for everyone was to like pick one thing that they wanted to fix and he wants to work on completion percentage. So um and that's really just like taking the taking the easy stuff, which is honestly encouraging to hear because these last couple games it's just been like all these inaccurate deep passes that are not called for by the situation at all and it's like i don't understand what's going on is matt lafleur calling that is that uh is that love's decision to to make that pass is he not changing anything to the line no idea so if we could just i actually i don't know did so i haven't done my due diligence in in listening to the um wednesday press conference and some of the locker room that's stuff. not due diligence that- i just like to torture myself so I listened to the really boring sure. well, coach talk. But 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 out of curiosity, what what has been said? Somebody has to have had asked those questions. Like, why is there not more RPO um, inserted into the offense? Why is it all of these like screen passes and then just like 
throw the ball into double coverage and hope Christian Watson can catch yeah, a 50, 40, 50 yeah. or 75, 25 ball. Like that camp, that's not orchestrated, like artistic play design. It's that's not an just, offense. Yeah. It's not a scheme. It's not an offense. So what, so who's accountable for that? Yeah. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know. We're all, um, we're all grumpy and halfway through our drinks. Yeah. I just want to reiterate and reset the table. That my expectations <laughs> for the season fired up, kind of. I don't know. It's just like frustrating. I I remain mm. steadfast in my belief that six wins for me is the benchmark, and we are on track for six wins. And anything else, I was is hoping great. for eight. Yeah, I was. Eight. I, I had. I thought higher than six would be doable. Stepping on that pain scale. Just but yeah, around. we'll see. <laughs> well, a trip out to the wild, wild west. Will I think this will be kind of a a monumental. Uh, s- scale tipping game. It'll be a big test. I don't even want to predict anything. I'm just really interested to see, to your point, Nick, about Matt Lafleur. Like, how does how does he bounce back? How does he get the team motivated? What does the team look like? Because the bye weeks have not been the Packers' friends for many years, really. Correct. Um, they're they are soft out of bye weeks. Yeah, I mean they're soft in general, it's and they're not a bye week. <laughs> even soft. Yeah. yeah. So I would not love to travel west after a bye week and play one of the worst teams in football and watch all that talent on our defensive line skip. I know. I wish the they were playing the like, Eagles this week instead. Almost it's like I don't know. Like, see, like it scares me to play such a bad team after this because yeah. there's only one option. Otherwise, the season is it's it's extreme to say the season's over because what what can what what do you consider being over or, or not over we did, we're not supposed to have these expectations blah 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 but man it's going to be less fun to root for a team that loses to sean payton womp womp <laughs> man screw that guy uh that's my hot take yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy he seems he seems like a mean man whose time has passed anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> all right Speaking of mean man, uh, let's uh, find our <laughs> mean man. I don't know. We're going out onto degenerate corner. Uh, Might be a mean man asking for his uh, asking. To that's what I was trying to get to. Let's say you lost a bet and he's got to come, uh, you know, with a baseball <laughs> bat and a few friends and just let you know. <laughs> just wait for that. <laughs> just to remind you that if by next Friday. Um, <laughs> All right. last week not great, or two week, you know, the bye week not great. The Vegas Raiders game, uh, what did I have? I had the over on the Packers team total points, twenty two and a half. Whew. Uh, had, uh, I believe Nick had the over on Jordan Love touchdown passes, one and a half. <laughs> that was a that was a big zero burger with a healthy side and three picks. <laughs> Zero burger with, yeah, that that was it wasn't good, and then um we had uh for the game not just for the um for the Packers uh the longest touchdown thirty eight and, and a half yards. If Watson would have got in when he got a horse collared, that would have been yeah. Cashed. Actually, it's not the longest play; it's the longest touchdown, yeah. Yeah. which is annoying. 
uh, because it was a nine-yard Jacoby Myers one, a five-yard. Yeah, they're all short. See, the, Josh see, Jacobs. Watson would have got in. See, you're, the bo- he's standing there with the baseball bat, and he's like, you know, hey, if ifs and buts yeah. are candy and nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my if money. If my aunt had whatever, she'd be my <laughs> uncle or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so for this week, uh, do you have any nominees, sir? Um, uh, go forth with your nomination that I think I'm going to tell you on. Well, it was kind. Of, it's kind of like a group nomination. It's kind of like a uh, Zach Rapport Memorial nomination. Uh, oh, oh, and it's different than what I was anticipating. Oh no, I was just saying like we were talking. Yeah, we were talking ben about Sims how bad the. Game? Uh, <laughs> so Ben Sims very hard to get a line on <laughs> on most Vegas, books. Vegas not interested in forecasting Ben Sims. Probably you gotta have like your own guy to do that. <laughs> Take that one offline. Um, but on DraftKings.com, uh, or you know, whatever, saying a website sounds doesn't saying a website sounds so weird now. Yeah, it's, it's like who it's uses kinda, the it's dot a, com. It's not, it's not novel, but it's a little like historic. It is. It's like when it's you like call I'm some like municipal to... office and they're like, you know, you can do this online at http colon forward slash forward slash can you even go to draftkings.com and you can okay well anyway on draftkings uh 31 and a half receiving yards for luke musgrave uh broncos worst against tight ends in the league are we falling for this uh um i think they got to throw the ball to somebody and if and if (laughs) and if love is gonna maybe like you said, Zach, or I don't remember who made the point, but like take what's given to you. Maybe, maybe he did a little self reflection during the bye, and we'll take a couple of those underneath balls. Although, love, or I mean, um, I think Musgraves, um, his um, target reception rate or like yards per target is higher than even like it can't be higher than Watson's, but I know it's pretty high. Um, but if they're, it depends on what the defense is doing because they weren't they weren't in eleven personnel that much during the Raiders game, which meant Jalen or Jaden Reed didn't see the field that much. So depends on who's on the field, but I tend to think that forty yards is not too much for Musgrave. So I'll I would ride that with you. Forty, yeah, uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm not taking it. I don't know. Okay. You know, Zach's on the okay. I'm gonna be optimistic. I'll I'll take the over as well. I'm willing to die on that hill. I mean, if they're doing their homework during the bye week and they're realizing the weaknesses of the defense, right? Like sometimes you just kind of, sometimes that stuff will just, you know, will become self-evident. I'll take the but, over on 1.5 yards after catch, Luke Musgrave. <laughs> well, yeah, topple like a sack of potatoes. Well, that's yeah. a huge part of I'll this. Take I wanted to say forward like, prop. This needs to be a yak situation. Um, if he can just get clear over a little over the middle, they've got those leak plays, and like that's yeah, why his 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 yards per is is so uh, so long, far, high. What am I? It's late, guys. I don't know. <laughs> yards per target six point nine. Oh, you know who eclipses him in yards per target. Ben Sims. Other than other than Aaron Jones, it doesn't count. It's a very very small sample size, and other than Christian Watson, uh, I believe the only other player on the team to eclipse him. Samari Ben Sims does not count because he has one target and Toure. one catch. 
Incorrect. Anyone else want to take a guess? Malik. Incorrect. Oh, uh, anyone else? Oh. <laughs> oh, is it AJ Dillon or someone? Uh, no. No, no. He probably wouldn't qualify. No. Okay, so actually there are two players, but you didn't name either one of them. Okay. Jaden Reed is one, but that's not the guy I was going for. The other one, again, small sample size. The explosive Josiah DeGar. Oh, God. <laughs> With I always forget he's on the team, and then I see that like neck ring thing that he wears, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It's literally just seven targets, but seven catches. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Hey, man, he's a, that's elite. Um, Out of this offense? God, like it, they've played more games than this. Why, do these, why are all of these numbers so minuscule? <laughs> like when you look at the Packers receiving totals, a lot of them just look like somebody's really good game that went off. And in you know fantasy. what's weird? They've been dominated in the first quarter and first half of most of these games so far. Oof. You'd think they'd be throwing a lot in the second half to try to get even, oh, and it still is not. Uh, well, that's the completion percentage up. thing. They are throwing a lot. It's just it's, a lot of them falling flat. So these guys is, are not getting well, open. Well, uh, yeah, I guess guys not getting open and not being effective. This is making me nauseous. These numbers. <laughs> pretty gross um all right what's next all right so while we while we've been chit-chatting it up i placed one bet and this is where i thought this is where i thought you were going ap because i'm a sucker for it as well and it's the quarterback rushing yard prop yes yes what's and the number? jordan loves is at 14 and a half so you got to do a little bit of work and if they're fortunate enough to be in a kneel down situation at the end of the game, <laughs> each kneel down will subtract from that total, which I've seen uh, I've seen that bite me time or two. But that's one you get out of the pocket and make the right decision one time. And how salty there, are so. you if you hit the over and then a kneel down takes it away? Um, it's happened. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> brutal. <laughs> Uh, last week he had 37, by the way. Yeah. While running for his life, I'm not willing to say he won't be running for his life, which is why I always love this prop, um, because like it's usually when it hits, it hits in one play. Exactly. Um, or it won't. But I love I love the bets that you can win on the first drive of a game. Oh, there's just... nothing better, and then you just keep betting and lose it. Yep. Uh, I'll go over on that. 14 and a half Jordan Love rushing yards. I don't feel like they're going to be in rhythm much on offense and i feel like that usually equates to just trying to make stuff happen which often equates to quarterback rushing yards um and then yeah i agree we'll have to check back on this one because aaron jones is questionable still but say he plays um this is what uh in the business they refer to as the old emotional hedge and Whatever the number is, if it's reasonable on Aaron Jones, I would take <laughs> under attempts, under yards, under all the way through because there I have nothing. There's nothing that leads me to believe that he's going to be properly <laughs> utilized in this offense, especially if he's still a little bit injured. So, how many if, if, flying cartwheels will he be spun into <laughs> by yeah. a defender? What I think attempts. If attempts is like even at if attempts is at ten, take the under. And I think they show attempts on DraftKings. Do we have? Do. You guys are still looking at it. 
Do we have uh, any props on Wicks? We have uh, PJ tweeting in. Will they get the ball to Wicks? I, I put out a request for questions like one minute before we recorded. Will they get the ball to Dontavian Wicks? Because we have seen um, now charts week after week that show uh, that among peers in the whole league, he is an extremely open receiver as receivers go. <laughs> and uh, as we saw in the... Raiders game, not a lot of options for open receivers receivers right now in this Packers offense. So will they get the ball to Dontavian Wicks? What do we see? Not on DraftKings. Nothing. There are five, there are six wide receivers right now, and it's Watson, Sutton, Reed, Judy, Musgrave, and Dobbs. Interesting. My guess is... It's just early. Yeah, it just guess. Like Pretend you got... Yeah, this is your off-the-book guy in the alley with the baseball bat. I would say 1.5 catches. I would say two, yeah. I would say yeah, one point five or two point five, just because people love to get trapped into taking overs on everything. But I would say total yards would be like fifteen and a half for Wicks, which I think it was two weeks ago when I said hammer that when Justice was on and he agreed with me. And he, it was week four, sixteen and a half yards. Yeah, and he had zero yards, I believe, and womp, one target. Womp, Correct. Womp. Yep. Yep. Not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I would say. Uh, I would love if that was the case. I don't. That that de- that Broncos defense is no good, but neither was the Raiders defense. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't. They didn't run at hardly any spread. Anything. They I'm officially kept... done this season saying like, but they're the worst at this. I know. Like when it comes to an opponent, because this Packers team has not demonstrated an ability yet to e- exploit that. Um, it's really disheartening to play again the Raiders. Not to dwell on this, but it's one of the worst secondaries in the league, um, and have got and no one was open. It's absurd. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> Go Packers. Yeah. There goes the Luke Musgrave thing. Then <laughs> the worst to get. Uh, yeah, with the uh, Broncos upcoming worst against tight ends. Um, I'd go under just because. As much as I would want to do over on all things Wix, I just, I don't know. Give us a reason to believe it. Yeah, he's not he's not seeing the ball. There's no, everything is so disjointed at the moment, and it's really hard. It makes it very difficult to predict output. Totally. Which really hurts Degenerate Corner. That's why I feel safe. <laughs> I will yeah. say. That's why I feel safest with... Jordan Love running for his life and potentially picking up yeah. 15 yards. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I'm on that. Don't um, listen to us, folks. Now that we've finally formalized Degenerate Corner and I've got this document, we can see how much red is all over this. I'm telling you, last year was way greener. We just weren't keeping track. Yeah. So we'll never know. A likely story. All right, guys. It I sound, don't know. Yeah. Sounds like the, the, cl- the classic gambler trope. Remind Remind everyone of all the wins and neglect to mention the losses. All right, guys, any, uh, any parting words before we head out of our head out of this bye week and back into action here. AP, who, who's the, who's the guy that the Packers drafted in 2005 out of Cal? Um, Oh, was that Craig Bragg? (laughs) Oh man. His name won a couple MVPs. Okay, but they did draft Craig Bragg. Tell me, oh, he might have been UCLA. Uh, don't ask me how I know that person's name. He was UCLA. Damn. 
Um, that was 2005. <laughs> Damn. Okay, still got it. Still got it a little bit. Kind of like that guy who plays for the Jets, who's out there slinging the ball even with the boot on pregame. He's he's fighting with someone who's dating mega pop star right now. That's some type of. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, the vaccine thing. Oh, that's what it is. Vax. Yeah. And on that note, we are. <laughs> um, I think if they win, it won't be convincing. So just be prepared for that. Manage your expectations, folks. All right. Coming out of this bye week, I can speak as someone who moved from sea level to 5,000 feet above sea level. It took me like a year to get acclimated, so I can't imagine going to Mile <laughs> High is very fun on the uh, on the lungs. I, I heard a stat on the uh, reporting is eligible pod that the Denver Broncos, the first two weeks of the season, when they are home games, like their record win loss record is bananas. It's like so much higher than any other team in terms of home advantage uh, because of like you're not quite in football shape yet and you have to go to mile high which is a big deal i mean you watch these games and you're, you're sucking down oxygen on the sidelines it's a real thing i couldn't walk three blocks when i moved here <laughs> but maybe i'm out of shape i don't know well while they're sucking oxygen we're sucking a squares of wine here in brooklyn Hey-o. that's right that's uh, Code Wolves. <laughs> That's right. From the Code Wolves. We got to get 15% our off the order. Great wine. All right, guys. For them, on me, keep it locked in. AcmePackingCompany.com podcast feed uh, and the website for all your Packers' needs. Um, let us go, Packers, go. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd Call on? Call mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.